Welcome, welcome. This is Jesse with Recovering Mentally, coming to you live from Nebraska. I'm here today to talk to you about being your most authentic self. I personally left corporate America. It was affecting my mental health. It was affecting my sobriety. And now I branched out onto my own with learning all these kinds of great tools to help coach and guide you through this. Because you know what? We are awesome and we are badasses when we are doing the things that we love that are not only good for our self, our career, our success, but for our mind, body, and soul. So let's get started. Hey, you guys, it's Jesse back with Recovering Mentally. I'm so excited today because I have a friend of mine, Kelly Fox, who is here with us to talk about all kinds of things. Kelly's been a coach for 12 years and a driving force behind Fearless Generations, which is a weekly global podcast that she co-facilitates for the last five years. She recently was featured on a CBS talk show sharing her passion for coaching. And with all this, she is also a mom of six, if you can believe that. She coaches you to understand fear and move forward through it. She supports you to embrace your true nature in life and business and complete your inside and outside appearance. Her superpower is is to move you from the shadows to the spotlight of your life. She coaches one-on-one -on -one and with groups, and for the last three years, she's been focused on putting together life-changing workshops. She helps her clients create their entire look for their business, from logo to website to social media. Kelly's clients gain confidence when facing fear, create an authentic business platform, and have a clear vision for their future. Kelly, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So I know you do coaching. I know you are an advocate for mental health. What, what got you down this road? Well, I think for a lot of people, it was my own journey that brought me here. Kind of like your message or message type of experience and I've been dealing with depression, I think, most of my life. Um, I was diagnosed with depression when I was 19, and I was on and off medication for ever, and taking dinner, different medications, and just really searching for something that would help me to deal with what I was told of being too sensitive or too easily hurt or a baby or, you know, all of the comments of, well, just do it or just get over it or just have a more positive mindset and all of the misconceptions with depression, all of the, the judgment of other people because depression hasn't really been understood. I mean, it's still not, but it, in the past, it really wasn't understood by other people. And so a lot of shame came with this diagnosis and with trying to get other people to understand me and understand where I'm coming from. And then I found the coaching and I went through the process and saw the change it had on me, like how I could combat the negative self-talk, how I could do certain things to help me get past or get through 
the downward spiral of the roller coaster quicker or easier could help me get out of the the thoughts of self-harm faster and and so I decided actually to be a coach because I knew it would force me to stay in the work and it would force me to continue to do the work because I would be asking others to do it and now I actually was re-diagnosed uh, a little over a year ago with bipolar 2 and it's it really threw me through a loop because it made me question all of the things that I might have done in my manic stage mm-hmm. and had no idea that that's what it was so it's been a big journey and recent even ahas in dealing with this whole new side of manic and getting a grip on what my manic is mm-hmm. and understanding that because I know my depression, right? I'm right. 42. I've been going with it for a long time. I know my depression in and out. And so it's this new acceptance and an understanding around my manic side as well. I completely understand. I always had anxiety even as a child, but I didn't get diagnosed with bipolar one until I was 28 years old. Mm-hmm. And it's shocking, but it's you're right. It's finding that new that new norm and what it looks like and how to push through it. And you know, in hindsight, I was bipolar all the way since I was a kid. It just took them mm-hmm that long for me to have a major manic episode to go, ah, there it is. Yeah. And that's true with bipolar as trying to figure out more about it. I, it's so funny because I have always had such compassion for people with bipolar because I just think it, and I would say this so many times, it, it's gotta be like one of the worst things to have and then come to find I have it is, is kind of like this funny, not funny, but funny thing to discover. I have bipolar two, which for those who don't know, means that my manic isn't as as strong as my depression. And I think that that's probably why I went so long without it being diagnosed. But I think that it's usually, I know with bipolar one, it becomes more apparent in your 20s. And I think that you know, it just seems like this has been going on. People have had mental disorders for so long that you'd think that there'd be better ways of diagnosing by now. There'd be better ways of supporting people with this by now. And it can get frustrating for sure. Absolutely. And you know, what's, what's unfortunate is going back to what you were saying when before they found out about your bipolar diagnosis is that whole mentality of people around you going, oh, just get over it. Oh, just get out of bed. Oh, you're being a baby. That still exists now. And oh, heck yeah. And even though depression is talked about more, bipolar is talked about more, it is still not talked about enough Mm-mm. because people are still asking those questions and saying those things. And you just want to go... Here, here are my shoes. Here's my brain. Try it for 24 hours. Let me know how that goes. Yeah, and they wouldn't even be able to last an hour. I can tell you that. I can tell you that 100%. And it's so 
when I'm down in my, in my, you know, I, you know, I refer to it as a roller coaster. I don't know what other, other people do, but when I'm in my dips or my lows of the roller coaster, you know, it's this, it's almost this hatred for my brain. Mm-hmm. Why, why doesn't it work? Right. Yes. And I have such a, such a, a, a challenge with loving my, my body, right. Or loving my brain when I feel like it's like that, it doesn't like me. Absolutely. It's working against me. It doesn't want me to have a good life. It doesn't want me to be happy and, and stuff. And so it's a whole nother level of, of acceptance that you need to, or that you can choose to go through when you're not in that dip, right? Mm -hmm. So that when you go through those dips, you have a stronger base to support you. I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, For those listeners that know my podcast, you know that this is my eight minute teaser. So if you want to come back and hear the rest of Kelly's story, how she became a coach, how coaching has helped her with her own mental illness, we would love to have you. Kelly, thank you so much for coming. Thank you. All right, you guys, again, you can find me at Recovering Mentally, where you can also find Kelly's information and how to get in touch with her. Hope you all have a great day. Well, you guys, that's all we've got for today. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope you go out in the world this week and be the badasses and authentic selves that you are because you are amazing. Do not hesitate to hit review and let us know what you need to hear because that's the goal. We're here for you. We are recovering mentally together. See you soon.